Guess what? I'm moving country again. I don't know. Maybe a year. Maybe more. Where's home? Home's everywhere. I'm an expat. Hello, welcome to a new episode of Meet the Expats. I'm Pauline, and today we are with Stacy from Bulgaria. She has spent over 16 years abroad between Germany and Dublin and has now been back in Germany for a few years. If you listen to episode one with Marik, you might realize that we've already mentioned Stacy as uh, she was Marik's housemaid in Dublin. So let's meet with Stacy. How are you? Oh, hi. I'm quite well, thank you. <laughs> Good. It's been a few years since we last met. I'm happy to have you on the podcast and talk about uh, Germany quite a bit. Oh, I'm glad to be on the podcast as well. It's been <laughs> three years, I think, since we yes. last met. Indeed. So things have changed. Your life has changed. And now you are back in Frankfurt, right? Yeah, well, I am back to Germany, but Frankfurt for the first and a half time since uh, I did an internship back at my student years in Frankfurt for a semester. Okay, right. So back to an old city then. Well, let's start there. So you left Bulgaria to do your studies in Germany. How did this come up for you? Well, I I was already studying in Bulgaria. I was in my early 20s and I kind of needed a change because I wasn't very satisfied how my studies were going in Bulgaria. I wanted to make more experiences abroad. I didn't have that opportunity when I was younger or in high school because I'm an 80s kid. So um, in the 80s, Bulgaria was still in the Eastern Bloc. And we were under mm. communism. So traveling abroad right. was a challenge. I didn't have that opportunity. And I'm kind of a child of the change. I was born under communism. And then the systems changed. Democracy came. Uh, wow. I, but I still have like vivid memories from my childhood, how it was only to have bananas and oranges for Christmas. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds crazy to me. I didn't realize that you had yeah. lived through the whole communism period. And uh, incredible the change you, you must have lived. Did you really see the evolution and the progression as things were opening up? Well, I was a child under communism, so I didn't really suffer the consequences of that kind of political regimes. It was more mm. for my parents or grandparents. So it was a happy childhood. I didn't know what I was missing yeah. or what I was lacking in comparison to the Western world. But of course, it got more interesting in the 90s when we got the MTV and the, <laughs> the foreign forecast programs. So, uh, of course, you start uh, dreaming to see more of the world. And I graduated um a high school with English and second language German, but up to my graduation, I've never been abroad. So obviously, I always wanted to go abroad and use my knowledge of the languages in some way. Just didn't have the opportunity until then. Yeah. And so when you arrived in Germany for your studies, yeah, how did you feel? What type of culture change maybe did you did you see? 
wow, that was a cultural shock. <laughs> <laughs> Um, of course, Germans, uh, you know the cliches, they lack sense of humor, but they're very <laughs> punctual and everything is very tidy and at the right place. So kind of all the cliches were true in the beginning when I, <laughs> when I moved to Germany. Uh, and it was just very different from the world I was coming from, although I was, I was 22, I think. And I started studying. I wasn't so good with the language at that point, but I had to start um, university, my university degree there, right. from the from the very beginning because I quitted my studies in Bulgaria and started from the very beginning in Germany. Oh wow! Amazing. Yeah, and that was a nightmare. I was sitting oh. through a lecture without being able to differ when a sentence is starting or ending oh, no. <laughs> oh the struggle <laughs> i can imagine like everything everything was like the longest german word in the world <laughs> that was pretty brave of you at 20 years 20 uh, years old to go one go abroad when you'd never really traveled and also with this whole new like starting your lang your studies in a whole new language is is tough. It's very tough. So I needed quite a long time to actually graduate. But over the years, of course, I got more confident with the language, more acquainted with the German culture. And luckily, I met some great people on the way uh, who helped me improve on my language skills and adjust to to the country more easily. But uh, there were a few challenges on the way because I was um, supporting myself financially while studying. Okay. And yeah. uh, you always meet people with prejudice toward foreigners. And especially if you're coming from Eastern Europe, like, the first few years, what I was hearing from some German colleagues at the university was like, oh, you came here to find a German husband so you can marry. And get a yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm totally serious. Or I was, um, I was working as a helper in a restaurant's kitchen. Mm. And it was an old guy, the owner of the restaurant, who didn't really have any kind of high education or anything, but he was like native, deep, German. <laughs> and uh, when he was asking me like to clean the floor or clean some plates or whatsoever, and I was doing my best, but obviously that's not what I was usually uh, occupied with when I was yeah, in Bulgaria, <laughs> like cleaning floors or dishes. I was well well educated person back in my country, not in, not in Germany, obviously. And he was telling me, so do you have hot water or electricity in Bulgaria? You probably don't know those things and stuff. So oh, yeah, wow. there's such a discrepancy in what people think and how how a country is. It's crazy. Yeah. It is, but as a foreigner, you are so insecure, and especially yeah. if you're not able to vocalize your opinion good in the language, yeah, you're kind it's... of being suppressed and shy. Yeah, you lack the confidence to actually say what you, you what you think. You have the words to to be able to say it. It it is complicated. Yeah, 
And that's that's the, the biggest struggle in the beginning, I guess, the language, especially on an academic level, because yeah. you have the knowledge, but you're not able to express it properly. So yeah. people automatically think you're more stupid or not so able <laughs> intellectually just because you can't yeah. express yourself so well. That changes over the years, though. <laughs> yeah, you were able to improve your, your language, I guess. Oh, yeah, I did. Uh, it helps when you get a German boyfriend in Jeet. <laughs> and so after your studies, what, what direction did you take? Well my college town was a like small town and I wanted to make more experience I wanted to experience let's say less conservative provinces of the country because Bavaria is beautiful I love it my heart still beats Bavaria and I will move back anytime now (laughs) from the perspective of the years but back in the time it was feeling very provincial, very small, very conservative. So I wanted to see more mm-hmm. and I got a job in Cologne. So okay. after Regensburg, I moved to Cologne for almost three years. Did you see this difference in terms of uh, more liberal, less conservative? Oh, yeah, Sure. First of all, in a larger cities, you obviously have more foreigners. Mm. In a larger cities, um, you have people from all over the world. And the culture in Cologne is very like enjoying life, easygoing, very open, very light for the way of communicating with, with people. So it was a great experience. It was great fun to live there. And uh, it made me kind of relax more in Germany. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Obviously, because I was already done with the studies. So I was living the grown-up life. Yeah, you could enjoy it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but I met met so many people and I still have very good friends that I met in Cologne. Mm -hmm. So it was really, really great experience. Nice. So... When when did you move to Dublin after was it after Cologne? After Cologne, yeah. Uh, my contract was over in Cologne, so I didn't get an extension and I was um shortly unemployed, so I was looking for a new opportunity to start something and I had a former colleague from the university who is also a Bulgarian. And she was already living in Dublin and working for a German-speaking insurance company located in Dublin. So when um, we talked, she told me, like, you can submit your papers to the company I'm working for, uh, but you have to be ready to relocate to Ireland. And I was like, sure, great. I've, I've been in Germany for 10 years now. I need a change. English was my first foreign language after all, so why not? Let's live in, live in an English-speaking country. Oh, wow. So 10 years in, in Germany, wow, that's pretty impressive. What made you say, okay, that's enough, I, I can leave now? 
the Germans. <laughs> the, <laughs> the Germans? Really? Yeah. I, I think I just got tired of the mentality because you have to plan everything. They're not so open-minded to differences, I would say. And especially on the professional level, I was struggling a lot because I'm not like a clear professional in a one certain area. I studied political science and economics, so you basically yeah. can't really fit me in one draw. And yeah. that's what Germans need, though. They need you, like, if you... If you have to work for an insurance company, you have to have studied insurance something. If you haven't, you yeah. don't you, you don't really to bother to apply for the job. So you you can't okay. do cross cross areas like they they're very stubborn uh, in that point of, in that point of view. So I was kind of getting tired of hitting a wall with my head every time when I was applying for a job and actually yeah. trying to convince people look like look I at my abilities yeah. look at my abilities yeah. what I can learn and actually do and not what I graduated or what certificate I have on paper that's how the German market works it's not so flexible, flexible. Right. you can't yeah. you can't switch between areas yeah. very easy or at all yeah france is a little bit like that also whereas i do feel uk and ireland more is a bit more, more open. open to give you your chance true yeah that's true and that's what like obviously i could have made a smarter choice with my studies but okay like <laughs> you want to choose what you're going to do. I mean, when you choose your studies, it's difficult to know. Oh, I absolutely want to work in insurance. You can't know at that well, age. It's, it's difficult to be realistic at that age, I guess. Yeah. But you see, from where I came from and lacking the experience of being abroad, I don't know if I if I could have made a smarter choice what to study. You've already made quite a. A good pass. <laughs> yeah, so Ireland was a good opportunity to to see a different lifestyle and a different culture. I was okay. I had enough of the Germans. There are positive sides and not so positive sides. I'm tired. Let's try something else. Yeah, did you find this difference, uh, this change that you were looking for? Oh yeah. I become funny again in Dublin because <laughs> suddenly people understood what I meant when I made a sarcastic comment or a joke or something ah. because Germans take everything very literal. So okay. uh, when I make some sarcastic or like very self-centered yeah. comment, they would, they would think, oh, she's so arrogant or whatsoever, or I have to explain I don't mean it seriously. Right. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Removes the joke out of it. <laughs> yeah. Did you find the integration was easier than in Germany when you get, got to Ireland? Well, I definitely found socialization easier than in Germany. Because the Irish are way more open to foreigners due to the similar sense of humor. 
it was easier to get along with people. You go to a pub and five minutes later, somebody already is talking to you. And I'm not talking like super deep life conversations, although you can have some of those as well after a couple of pints. <laughs> but, you know, just e it was easier to have a small talk just to talk to people. Yeah, uh, I found it very funny when I was pub or in a supermarket how a stranger will just stop by and starting oh what are you looking for love can i help you with something or where are you from love yeah and stuff like that so socializing was easier and in terms of the lifestyle or the culture what did you feel Well, that was a challenge, definitely, because I was already quite used to the German way of living and how, how you know every step of the way. You know exactly what to do, where to do it. You have that kind of security in your everyday life, mm. which I was quite lacking in Ireland. <laughs> it was difficult to, to find my way around through the authorities and just to open a bank account and the accommodation was insane. I got lucky. I, I found an apartment quite fast, but just the uncertainty every year with the rent mm -hmm. and how much they're going to increase it. The fact that you have no rights at all yeah. and you can be homeless at any moment. It's very liberal. Yeah, and the grocery shopping was a bit different, although you have the German supermarkets over there as well. But um, yeah, you, you're not used to find the things that you usually need in your everyday life, the places you're supposed to find them. So first you have to find your way around. Yeah, you have to adapt again and understand how the, how the country works and Yeah. Over the years, moving so many new places, I kind of had a timeline how much months, or years I need to adjust to a new place. And right. I got it. I narrowed it down like the first six months. You find the best routes to go to work. You find the closest supermarket where you get your groceries. Then three months later, you already know your favorite spots for the weekend, <laughs> or maybe a favorite cafe. And by the year, you've made some new acquaintances. And the second year, after the second year, when you got down your, uh, your doctor, your bank, and you have to deal with some authority stuff, and you, you're pretty confident to deal with yeah and you have your circle of friends then you've already been home yeah so you've broken it down into the logistics the admin and the social life very exactly. structured <laughs> i know so german right? <laughs> it tainted on you in the end <laughs> sometimes like i'm jo i'm joking recently with my german colleagues that I'm more German than them in, in some aspects. <laughs> It often happens that, yeah, someone who's moved to a new country in the end takes ownership of a lot of that culture and sort of goes even further in those cliches. 
you know the the cliche about the german that they are always so punctual so on time mm. not true really yeah I, that was so funny because i've always been very punctual even before i moved abroad and i was like okay now i'm moving to a country first when all the people are on time and it's not just me so i won't be annoyed wait, waiting around for friends or uh, appointments whatsoever surprise surprise when i came to germany germans are not so punctual really ah i didn't i did not notice that with uh, with the germans that i i would see outside yeah. work i i know that at work it We could see the difference that generally the Germans were two minutes in advance to all meetings um, in comparison to the Italians who were always late. Maybe in comparison to French or Italians, Germans are quite punctual. Probably. Even Bulgarians are not so punctual. I, I guess it was just me and I was so surprised that I'm more punctual than, <laughs> than them. And I remember I was back home in Bulgaria I was meeting friends and I was just five minutes before the appointed time and, and I kept waiting for an hour and a oh, half no. until you came. <laughs> and they were like, oh, don't be so German. You lived there for two years and now you became so punctual. Oh, I was turning red and screaming at them. I was always punctual. <laughs> and so the Irish punctual or not? Well... I would say not so much as the Germans, but they're not as late as the Italians, mm. I would say. Yeah, I think it was pretty decent. Somewhere in between. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they used to say, you know, like, because I worked for a German company in Ireland mm. and half of the colleagues were Germans and the other half were different nationalities. And when we were setting up a, a meeting or an appointment with some colleagues, it doesn't matter if it was for work or something social, the Germans were always saying, do you mean German time or Irish time? <laughs> okay, yeah, there is a difference. <laughs> yeah. So you stayed three years, is that it, in Dublin? That's right, yeah. Ireland for three years. And then back to Germany, what made you decide to go back? The country that you had, in a way, fled, saying you were fed up with, with Germany. Well, you know, the grass is always green on the other side. <laughs> is it? Suddenly, <laughs> so, when I was in Ireland, it compared the everyday life to the one I used to have in Germany, I kind of missed the steadiness Germany offered me before, like the security of your accommodation, mm. the peace of mind you have about your everyday uh, roundabouts. So I was like, Ireland is exciting, it's funny, but I'm dealing with so much stress on everyday basis uh -huh. regarding health system, accommodation, transport and everything that I don't really see myself growing old there. Mm. And of course, the weather. Yeah. Like you get used to the Irish weather and you kind of enjoy it at some point. 
and you flatter yourself, I've become so tough, I'm not scared of the rain. <laughs> but yeah, if you used on continental Europe, you kind of miss like the really hot yeah. summer and the the opportunity to actually swim in a warm sea. <laughs> yes. I, I never swam in the sea in Ireland. Did you not? You? Oh, I did go. It, yeah. It's cold. It's definitely cold. Yeah, that, no, I I took my toes in the water a couple of times, but I didn't go further than that. So that was basically the reason that made me think about, yeah, my life in Germany wasn't that bad <laughs> in the end. on everyday basis. And you get a different kind of self-confidence once you've adjusted yet to another culture. Yep. So I was sure next time I go to Germany, um, it will be different than the first time because I was so inexperienced the first time, so scared away by everything. And you were point. learning the language. It was all new. All yeah, around, so. exactly. And through my job, I kind of improved my language skills even of more course. in German. Yeah, it does In informal German language. Mm. And my style improved a lot. So I've noticed that I'm a better writer in German even than some Germans. <laughs> so that well gives done. you a new, a new kind of confidence regarding the country and the language. Yeah, completely, completely get it. And it's funny how you often see people learning a foreign language as we will put a lot more effort into the grammar because we're we're learning it we actually end up being a bit more strict on our grammar than locals uh would would be sometimes yeah and it's not just the grammar i think also the vocabulary okay the pronunciation i didn't grow up in i didn't grow up in germany so i will always speak with a very strong accent mm. although funny fact in Germany and in Ireland, people were never able to guess where I come from. What would they say? The most eastern country they actually sent me to was Hungary. Okay. Yeah. Some some would ask me if I was French. I don't know why. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't have this French R. <laughs> But yeah, they would like, uh, and in Germany as well, like I have an accent, but they, they can't quite figure out where it comes from. Yeah. Once I remember I had a conversation with some people in a pub in Dublin and they were like trying to guess where my accent comes from. Mm. And I told them finally I'm Bulgarian and they were like, well, you don't sound Eastern European. And I was like, well, I lived 10 years in Germany before I moved to Dublin. And they were like, yeah, maybe slightly German accent in English. Oh, they heard the accent then. <laughs> I was like, wow, I sound German in English. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> that makes you fluent, completely fluent German. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so moving back to Germany and this time, yeah, you weren't, you knew the place, well, you knew the country, you knew the culture, you were more of an adult and also fluent in the language. How did this change completely versus your first experience? It was definitely easier because 
I didn't have to struggle with authorities. Mm. I was moving back with a job. I kind of figured out everything quite fast. So it was pretty easy. It took time, but it was easy. What was different the second time around, I was missing speaking English. (laughs) (laughs) So I was was looking for every opportunity I had in Frankfurt um, just to chat with foreigners in English. And I missed the politeness of the Irish. I remember going to a summer festival with my sister mm-hmm. one of the first weeks I moved back. We went to pick up some wine and the girl that was supposed to serve us as customers, she was so rude. Oh, no. <laughs> and we were like so surprised. What did we say to her? Why is she so rude? Because, um, well, I was already so used to the politeness of the Irish and they're always friendly and smiling. Yeah. Sometimes fake friendly, but still It's still nice. <laughs> yeah, and the Germans, you know, sometimes even if they don't mean it in a bad way, they're still barking at you. <laughs> it's funny how you... Um... When you're talking, we I, I feel that you yeah you compare the different countries. So you compare Ireland to Germany, and then you're comparing Germany to Ireland. Do you feel that you've picked up like the best of each culture that you keep with you, and yet that you continue a little bit? Yeah, you nail it with that statement. Um, I've definitely realized in my life so far through my experiences that. I kind of create a bubble of the best of each country Mm. I lived in, including Bulgaria, my home country, also Ireland and and Germany. And I just make, I just take the best sides of every culture that I enjoy. uh, And I want to live those parts of these cultures further, no matter where I live. I guess it's a character thing. I've always been the glasses half full <laughs> kind of person. So, um, yeah, I have the ability to keep the best. Yeah, to forget the bad experience, keep the best. and Yeah, it's something I've seen a lot with expats. And I think I do it too, is try to keep as much the good memories you will of course have bad memories some situations are tough to to live when when you're yeah. abroad but you you keep the richness that you've experienced and you apply it to your everyday life how however you can but yeah you really keep the best and yeah create your own personal unique culture which is this whole mix of everything that you've lived yeah. It enriches you in many ways. Uh, It forms your character, being in contact with so many different people. Um, You have a very tight contact with the home country where you live. Of course, yeah. You meet people in that country who come from all over the world. Yeah. So you get a piece of all over the world. What would be one piece that you've kept from each Bulgaria, Ireland, and Germany, or that you really cherish? Hmm, that's interesting. Let me it's it. a difficult question. <laughs> yeah, Bulgaria, I will always relate to family. Yeah, I guess 
that's where I grew up, where I was raised, where my parents, grandparents uh, live. I guess my most warm relation to Bulgaria is the tradition. Okay. The way we cherish some holidays. I still like Bulgarian food a lot mm -hmm. and I got to appreciate it even more after living in Germany and Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> and it kind of makes me proud to be Bulgarian in some ways because you always get bad publicity about Bulgaria in Western Europe. It's like the poorest country, the corrupt country, so many gypsies, blah, 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 all the cliches. But I, looking at my country from the outside, I came to see the pretty stuff more clearly and the advantages. And I'm trying to keep that, to promote that to my friends. Mm. I cook our traditional cuisine oh, at home. Most of the time at home, it's kind of mostly Bulgarian <laughs> stuff or, um, yeah, pimped up Bulgarian <laughs> <laughs> About Ireland, oh, I, I used to love the weekends in Ireland because I always fled the city. Yeah. I hate traveling on the weekends. It's too full, too noisy. I needed a peace of mind and I always went to the seaside mm -hmm. outside of Dublin. And I learned to enjoy the rawness of the sea. Right. Because in Bulgaria, I grew up on the seaside, the Black Sea coast. Right. And it's a nice sunny beach with sands, warm water, right. and like everything you want in a beach holiday. <laughs> and in Ireland, I got to, to experience a totally different side of the sea. A bit more rough. The roughness, yeah, the loneliness of the sea and the coast, and I kind of grew to love it. That's where I always went to to clear my head and just to walk and just to feel the the strong wind on my yeah. face and to get into a cozy pub with a fireplace after that, like priceless. Mm -hmm. And I always I was very impressed by the Irish attitude toward life. Irish seem to be always happy. Yeah, take things as they happy. come. Yeah, even when they, like, you know, the most negative thing they would say when you ask them how they're doing will be not too bad. <laughs> <laughs> not terrible. <laughs> how do you feel not too bad would be the most negative sentence you would hear. And that says a lot about their attitude towards yeah. life and uh, I was comparing them to Germans <laughs> who have way more I think like financially and and more steadiness in life and still they find things to complain all the time <laughs> yeah there's this expectation of getting more yeah. after after 10 years in Germany I found this attitude very refreshing. <laughs> so that's what I'm trying to keep from Ireland. The, the smiley people, the chit-chat experiences in the pubs, yeah. the roughness of the sea and the lonely walks on the beach. So I, I guess I'll carry that with me forever. And in Germany, 
what I like in Germany are Sundays. Sundays? What happens yeah. on Sundays? Nothing. Ah. That thing. Uh, at first, when I when I first moved to Germany, I was so annoyed that everything is closed on Sunday. You can't do any groceries. Nothing works. Yeah, just some cafes and restaurants, and that's it. But over the years, I kind of learned to appreciate how the country forces you to slow down yeah. one day. Take a day off. Yeah. And you spend it with your family or with your friends and you just have like lazy brunch mm. and a long walk and you go to a movie in the late afternoon and it, it slows down your mind. It slows down your your everyday life. You unwind. Yeah, it is pretty healthy. And I found it very annoying in Dublin that everything was open on the weekend. Yeah, Sunday is like a Saturday and people still go out to pubs yeah. on Sunday nights then. And I also like in Germany the stress-free everyday life. Mm. I also like the directness of the Germans. I think I relate more to that. Yeah. Because I'm a very straightforward person. So, yeah, I find them kind of rude sometimes. But if you're used to their way of talking, I kind of prefer it because I find it more honest. Yeah, you know where you stand. Exactly. And once they let you in, actually, they could be pretty loyal friends. <laughs> you, you know, they're different kind of yeah. people in culture. It's reliable. Nice. So you've been in Frankfurt for a few years now. What are your... Your favorite places, your top recommendations in terms of one bar, one restaurant, and the third is Carte Blanche, so a spot of your choice, which can be anything. All right. So I used to live in a very popular neighborhood in Frankfurt called Sachsenhausen. It's one of the older neighborhoods in Frankfurt, and it has a great atmosphere because Sachsenhausen has this old townhouses with the beautiful European architecture, the bright streets with the big tall trees on the side. Okay. So one very popular thing about Frankfurt are the apple wine pubs. Ah. They have a big tradition here. And um, if you want to experience traditional German cuisine and culture, I would recommend definitely going to an apple wine pub. And my favorite is called Dautschneider. Right. It's in a side street of Sachsenhausen. And it has all these old-fashioned German pub vibes. Um, I would definitely recommend trying the schnitzel with the green sauce. Ah, That's very, very traditional. traditional. <laughs> yeah, and of course, having some apple wine with it. And especially if you're in Frankfurt in the summer, this pub has a small outside area. It's a tiny square under chestnut trees, oh, nice. and they have lights hanging uh, in the trees. So it's really nice and 
chill and easy going to sit there have a beer or apple wine eat the schnitzel with the green sauce mm-hmm. i actually love the green sauce it's a special recipe here of the area they mix like many herbs okay <laughs> and it tastes very refreshing yeah so that would be the one recommendation i would okay. make like the Schneider apple wine pup the second recommendation would be again in Sachsenhausen. Okay. And I especially like a burger place there it's called Bear Burger. Okay. And they have very interesting sauce combinations on the burgers. The burgers are very delicious. They even offer meat free burgers or bread free burgers. <laughs> very, very, very original. <laughs> Yeah, very in for vegans. And gluten-free. And and the atmosphere is very pleasant in the restaurant. Inside, I find it very cozy in a modern way. Right. And the burger place is called Bear Burgers. I'll link all the places in the comments. Yeah, and my third recommendation, I guess, would be just walking the south bank of the main river Mm. in frankfurt it's beautiful you have the trees you have a large uh, sidewalks you walk by the water and you have a beautiful view of the frankfurt skyline so you can just grab a beer or some kind of a can sit on the river bank in the grass and relax perfect yeah Switching gear a little bit, your lifestyle has changed completely as you are now a young mother. So I'd like to talk a little bit about having children abroad. How do you two manage this with the different cultures being Bulgarian in in Germany, the language? How does this all work for, for you guys? Oh, <laughs> well, it's, um, it's an understatement to say that the lifestyle changes <laughs> by having a child. Well, first of all, when you deliver a child, <laughs> it's a very emotional experience. Imagine. <laughs> and no matter, no matter how fluent you are in the language, At that moment, you don't want to speak it. (laughs) You actually want to speak your native language. So that was a bit of the the stress and the confusion I had in the delivery room (laughs) because you're tense, you're afraid, you're in pain, you're emotional, you're delivering a baby and all the doctors and nurses are talking to you in German and your partner is there on your side and you talk to him in Bulgarian. And then suddenly the baby is there and you want to laugh, cry at the same time. And, And I got confused. I didn't know what language to use with my own child the first moment I saw him. <laughs> I was like, uh, I, I was feeling like I want to talk Bulgarian, but because all the stuff around me was German, I kind of felt a little obligation oh, wow. to say something in 
German as well. Yeah, it's it's a confusing mm. moment, I, I must admit. <laughs> but later it settles. So since my partner and I were both Bulgarian, obviously at home we speak Bulgarian with the baby. Right. But when you're having a child, um, you have to start preparing way in advance for everything. Mm. Kindergartens, all the authority paperwork. Yucks. I had to find a pediatrician on time so I can have a doctor for the next appointments. And and then you start learning different vocabulary. <laughs> yeah. Terms that you've never used before, have to get acquainted with. I'm still learning. <laughs> I don't know all the children diseases in German. <laughs> That's going to be I a long one. <laughs> I, I don't even know them in Bulgarian. Yeah, so that that's the difficulty, I guess. And of course, I have a bit of a worry because we only speak Bulgarian at home. How the little one will be able to Adapt. deal with German after that. But I guess since he's starting kindergarten quite early, that should be fine. A year and a half, I hope he picks up. They usually fast. do very young. You're a great yeah. sponge for languages. Yeah, I hope so. I, and of course, I have German friends and colleagues who come over to visit us with the baby. So obviously, we speak German in front of him. So far, he doesn't show any difference. <laughs> reactions to me when I'm speaking German or Bulgarian. He still loves you. So he's just laughing at me. And because I don't think he differs the words in between the languages. Mm. Maybe it will come later. But as I said, we have Germans around us, so he will occasionally hear German from me as well. Yeah. So hopefully he will pick up both languages really good. I hope he'll be fine. Of course, it, it's a bit difficult. I've talked to, like, my mom is a teacher. Uh, my partner's mom is a teacher as well. And I've talked to the teachers in the kindergarten here. They all say the same thing. Children who are mm-hmm. bilingual have a bit of a rough start, but they pick up very fast. Yeah, They're late bloomers, so to say. <laughs> I've heard that before, but I mean, there's nothing to panic about. <laughs> well, I told you I'm more German than the Germans, so <laughs> I want to settle down and organize. <laughs> have you planned a timeline for when he's going to be bilingual for both? <laughs> Uh, yeah. Ah. Hello. <laughs> so he's listening to Bulgarian children's songs in the morning and German ones ah, in the afternoon. Okay, so there is a schedule put in place. <laughs> right. <laughs> so before I wrap up, there's one question I ask everyone. Is there a song that represents your your travel abroad while your whole experience oh thank you that you're asking about a song that represents the journey and not a certain country because i don't have a song for the countries i lived in 
I do have a song that I relate very much to regarding my moving around. Okay. And that would be a song by Melanie Fiona. Right. And the title is Monday Morning. And so why, how, how why, does it relate? Well, the lyrics in the songs are about a, a girl who wants to leave a town because the town is getting too small for her and she has to train tickets in the hand and she offers her boyfriend or a partner like meet me at the station because <laughs> no matter if you're coming or not I'm leaving this place is too small for me to stay and I always always tend to listen to that song when I'm moving somewhere. really oh wow yeah like I first time I heard it, it kind of hit me in the heart I guess I was moving somewhere mm. at that point but Ever since, every time I'm moving, I record this song. Okay. I always listen to it. It kind of gives me the feeling of new beginnings, beginnings and living out of the suitcase. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, Like the exciting part of living out of a suitcase. Of course, everybody needs to get some roots somewhere at some point and to feel at home, but the exciting part of like starting something new, discovering something new. And I always, I always record this song. I'll link it in the comments so uh, you can see if it does feel like you're living in a suitcase. (laughs) (laughs) And do you feel like you're home right now? Yeah. 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 In Germany, definitely. I don't regret coming back. Under the line, the positives are more than the negatives. Mm. So I'm happy with the decision. I'm not quite settled if I'm going to stay in Frankfurt area now. Okay. So there'll be another move in the near future, yeah. I guess. <laughs> but at least you found, you've narrowed it down geographically. That's already a good start. <laughs> oh, that could always change, uh, you know. Oh yeah, never say never. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Well, Stacia. Thank you very much for joining. I think we covered so much between the how it's different to adapt when you're young and you don't know the the culture and the language and it's your first time moving versus when you've moved a few times and as you were saying you have this timeline. I really love that. I'm going to share that on Instagram. <laughs> how the adjusting gets a bit more easier but you never quite forget a place. You really move with a part of the other you countries every place you've been to yeah. with yourself. Uh, you keep a piece of it in uh, in your heart and in your day-to-day life well i'm happy we had this chat and i hope uh, people enjoy listening to it everything will be in the comments so restaurants bar location and the song uh, don't forget to follow on instagram and stay tuned for the next episode thank you for listening <laughs>